Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Uh, Every person who's listening right now, you're not in the room, way to go. Your leadership lean-in matters and that you're actually putting some time aside to grow in your leadership. That's awesome. Way to go. Come on, everybody in the room, give them a huge hand clap. Not a golf clap, but a big one. We are excited for everyone who is uh, in this moment in the room or listening right now. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to get there in just a second. Um, but you can, you can turn there if you're driving and listening. Please don't turn there. Just we'll read it to you. Um, the, one of the biggest things in any church that's growing or any church that wants to make a difference or any church that wants to see the kingdom of God move forward, is uh, that church has to care about people, obviously. Um, But even more than that, uh, that church has to care about seeing those people move forward in their life and become more like Jesus. Everybody got that? That makes sense? Yes, yes, yes? Okay. So uh, you got to see people come to your church, and they have to start taking steps to look more like Jesus. Once you come and give your life to Jesus, it's not an immediate whole life change on the outside. It is on the inside, okay? Your life is changed on the inside. Your heart is changed on the inside, but it's not on the outside. There's still some stuff and habits and things that the Lord works through you, and that that piece is called, a fancy word for that is called sanctification. That's the fancy word for that. Um, and that happens as the Holy Spirit works in your life. And the things you used to do, you don't do anymore. And the things that used to be habits now are starting to break because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so we all want to see this in our life. The way that Jesus has set this up, for this to happen is not, I want you to hear this, is not by yourself sanctification. Okay? Everybody getting this? This is not by yourself. It's not, Jesus did not come to Peter or Matthew or Luke or any one of the disciples and say, you should believe in me. It's going to make your life better. I'll see you later. To each disciple, he said, come, follow me. And so the life change, now there's a spiritual component that happens with you and God that only can happen with you and God. Where you make a decision, God, I want to change my life. I I want you to be the boss. I want you to be the Lord. Okay, that is salvation. That happens inwardly between you and God. But as you start working through your life, as you start working through different things, what happens is the Holy Spirit starts working. This fancy word, sanctification, starts doing that in our lives. But God has always, always, always worked that through in the context of relationship. 
in the context of discipleship. When we talk about discipleship, that is two people working together. That is two people that is, there is one person that's trying to help the other person. This is how the kingdom is set up. And I want to make sure that our church is one that is set up for, hey, you come with me and let's grow in God together. That's why our connect groups are so important. That's why serving is so important. That is why having our hearts open to other people in our life is so important. And that's why a church really does not move forward the way it needs to move forward if it only has people that come in, sit in a seat for one hour and say, give me a little inspiration, but don't give me any discipleship, don't give me any leadership, don't give me anything to get into my life. Let me just sit here and like what you're saying and like the songs that you're singing and then let me leave. That is not how God has set up discipleship. And churches don't grow like that. They might have a crowd for a while, but it's hard to have transformation from that and change from that. And so as a church, as our church, as we're moving forward, as we want to grow, as we want to see uh, the kingdom of God take steps forward and the kingdom of hell be defeated over and over and over again, we have to be really good at having great relationships with people so that we can see discipleship happen. And we can see people move forward, especially when you say the word leader, I want to be a leader. Leader has a lot of context of, of some people say, well, you have to, like, be perfect at all this. No, you don't have to be perfect at a whole bunch of stuff. Leading is just influence. It's really simple. Leading is just influence. So if you have influence, you have some kind of leadership. And so I, I wanted to take a, mo a moment and talk through this, this idea when we start talking about discipleship or mentorship or having somebody with you. Can I, can I tell you, in, in our church, you don't need to have a title to have somebody come with you. Whoever told you in the kingdom of God that you need somebody to give you a title so that you can be the leader that God's called you to be. Just be friendly, meet somebody, and have them come along the journey with you. I don't know about that. I'm not, no, 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 no. You don't have to have it all set up. You just need to get into some kind of, and, and I love that our church has this ability. Our church actually makes it a lot easier for us to meet people because we have things like connect groups. You're not cold calling and knocking on people's doors in your neighborhood and saying, hey, you want to have some coffee with me and talk about Jesus? You know, we that would be a little awkward nowadays, but at least in our church now we have some places that don't that doesn't make it that awkward. We have connect groups that people want to be around. And we have places where you can serve, where other people want to serve. And we have moments. We have places where you can pray with people in our church and actually be involved in people's lives. This is what we have. And it's so important as leaders to understand, okay, I got to have somebody with me. So we got that. But then what do I do once I have somebody with me? Or what do I do when I have somebody who's leading me? 
That's an important question. Like that's 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 something we all need to know. So first, Second uh, Timothy chapter three verse ten says, "But you, Timothy, because Paul had this relationship, right? Because everything I'm trying to say this again, so we get this. Everything about discipleship and mentorship happens in the context of relationships. So Jesus did it, Paul did it, everybody did it. We do it. We don't just sit here and hopefully people will get changed by osmosis. No, people get changed by relationship. They don't just get changed just being around. They gotta." be changed when somebody's in their life and being and and praying for them and then God does something supernatural that you can't do because if you only think that if you oh honey you 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 made him hurt what's going on little baby and you're hurting him honey oh she's just kidding. <laughs> you know there's this moment where you think that okay if if it's all about discipleship mentorship it's all about what i say well, that's too much on you because you can't all say the right words. We can't all do the right things. It, it, is, it is literally, I'm going to be open, I'm going to be in this relationship, and then I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to do what I can do. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 says, But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach, how I live, what my purpose in life is, you know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. When you are in a relationship with someone else that you are mentoring or discipling, or you are one of those that is being mentored or discipled, these things need to be present. Let's just go through them real quick. You, Timothy, certainly know what I teach. When you're mentoring somebody, you need to be able to not just teach them, meaning like not just that they hear something from you, but they know it. You know what I teach. So, so when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're mentoring somebody, do they really know what you teach? Or have they only heard it a couple times? If you, if you want vision to stick with somebody, you got to tell them 20 million times because vision leaks. Vision leaks. Vision is water in your hand. Okay? And we all know that you can keep water in your hand and as tight as you can hold your hand, that water is still going to leak out at, over time, right? Same thing with vision. Same thing with you got to keep the vision in front of you, and you got to teach it all the time. You know what I teach. Next thing he says is, you know what I teach and how I live. Do the people that you're leading or mentoring know how you live? Meaning, do they know the rhythms of your life? What is important in your life? How do you live? Do they, because you can't mentor somebody if they only know what you say but not how you live. 
They need to know how you live. They need to know how you spend your time with God. They need to know what is important on Sunday mornings for you, how early you get to church. They need to know where, when you go to bed and, with, and like the rhythms of your life, what's important. Because when you see how somebody lives, then you know what's important to them. And when you see how somebody lives and you see how what's important to them, then that starts affecting you. So you have to have somebody close enough to you that knows the rhythms of your life. You know how, Paul said this, Timothy, you know how I live. You know this. And then he says, and what my purpose in life is. Paul said, you know what my purpose in life is, Timothy. Do the people that you're in relationship with know the purpose of your life? The people you're trying to mentor, the people that you're trying to disciple, the people that you're trying to lead, do they know the purpose of your life? I'm on mission. I'm living my life on purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. They look at you and say, oh, their purpose is this and this and this and this. They, they know that I love. To, to Timothy, he, know, he knew that Paul's purpose in life was to build churches and see the kingdom of God move forward. And no matter what was happening in his life, he was always going to be building churches and seeing the kingdom of God move forward. Timothy knew this, and he knew this about Paul. Do the people that you're trying to lead know the purpose that God has in your life? Do they know, is it bleeding out of you? Is it coming out of you every time you're talking? Is it like, man, I just can't stop talking about why God has put me on this planet. And this purpose is just overreaching and overarching in my life. And it might be for some people that they're like, oh my gosh, they're always talking about that. I don't know if I want to hear that anymore. But for some people that you're leading and mentoring, they're like, give me more. Give me, I want to hear more about this purpose because I want to live my life on purpose. I don't want to live my life just so I can have a couple hours of Netflix more. I don't want to live my life so I can be comfortable in this life for a couple years, but not really see heaven move forward. I want to live my life on purpose because every little thing that I've tried to put in place of this and every relationship and a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever it is, it's never really made sense and it's never really given me purpose before. But when they can see your purpose and you living your life on purpose, they're like, something's missing in my life, and I want that. And Paul said to Timothy, you know, you know the purpose that I have in my life. And then he said this, he said, and you know my faith. You know my faith, the end goal of what I'm running to. Paul looked at Timothy and he said, you know my faith, you know what I'm running to. You know what I'm supposed to be doing. You, you know what I, I look at the end of my life and I see what God has for me and I'm running. To, you, you know my faith. You know what I'm, 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 I'm aiming for. You know that I, I, I'm aiming for to see these many people come to to know God. You know that I'm believing for this church to, to grow. I, I, you know that I'm seeing the, it, and, and do people know that in your life? That you're mentoring? Do they know your faith, what you have faith for? That I have, do people really see that in your life? 
Because if they don't, then you might be missing this moment how to lead and mentor them correctly. He says, you know my faith, and you know my patience. This is really important when you're mentoring to disciple people, that they see your patience with people. People will frustrate you. But people are not your problem. And so because of that, you got to have patience. And the people that you're leading have to see that you're patient. Have to see that you're going to take time. And they're going to keep praying. And that you're going to forgive an offense. Come on, you're going to you're going to choose to love again when you got hurt. You're going to be open and lo- I love what Jess says. She says this a lot. I'm going to love like I never got hurt. What a great uh, I love th- that in the context of not a country love song, but in the context of church. Because in the context of church, I think that's really important. That you see people not with a side eye, but with an open heart. That you see people not with a cynics. I've been in this for a long time, and look at all my scars. So I'm hard to all of this. But you're just patient with people. Because isn't God patient with us? Isn't, isn't he so loving to us? Isn't the Father so open to us? And, and every time that we mess up, he doesn't ban us. He opens his arms wide and waits for us to come back. And Paul looked at Timothy and says, you know how patient I am. Then he said, my love, you know my love. Let people that you're leading, let them see your care and your emotions. You're not created to be a robot. So let them see your love. Let them see when it, this speaks to your vulnerability. And this is why Paul said to Timothy, you know my love. And you're not going to be able to lead and mentor somebody if you can't be vulnerable with them as a leader. That doesn't mean they see everything and hear everything. Some people can't really uh, compute everything and see everything in your, your life. But there's this moment where they need to see your emotions. There's moments where they need to see how much you care. There's moments that they need to see that you aren't a robot and that you do feel and that you do care and that you do love deeply and that you do want to be involved in people's lives. And it does matter and it does hurt sometimes and you are excited sometimes and you are thankful and all, all of those things. I love that Paul reminded Timothy, yeah, you've seen my love. You know how much I care about this church. And then he said this last one, and I love this one. When you're mentoring people, they need to see this. He said, and, and you know my endurance. This one, I think, might be the most um, 
productive one that you can have when you're mentoring people. When they look at you and they see, they don't quit. They just keep going. Because I've seen how they could have quit. And I've seen how it could have been hard for them. And I've seen how they could have used excuses to back out. I, I've seen how they could have and could have used good excuses. If anybody had an excuse to quit, it was Paul. Y'all beat me four different times with 39 lashes. I've been shipwrecked. I almost lost my life two times. There has been plots against my life, not by Romans, but by church people. There has been riots started because of me helping someone. I've been jailed. I've gone through sickness. Paul said, he said, there's been nights where we slept cold and could not get warm. We had no food and no shelter. If you go through the times where Paul kind of lets it loose, he only does it like a couple of times. But that's why I love Paul, because he's human. And you can see he's human through the letters that he's writing. If anybody had an excuse, it was Paul. But he wrote to Timothy and reminded him, you've seen my endurance. You've seen that I haven't quit. This is one of the best things you can do when you're mentoring somebody. Just show them. One of the best things you can do in your life is just not quit. You don't have to be smarter. You don't have to be stronger. You don't have to have all the talent. You don't have to have the best looking. You don't have to have all your life together. You don't have to have all the different things. All you have to do is keep showing up. Day in, day out, I just keep showing up. If there's anything I can do, I can keep getting up off the mat. If there's anything I can do, I can keep showing up and keep opening the door. If there's anything I can do, I cannot quit. I, I can just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one more. I'm going to take another day. I'm going to take another week. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep opening up my life. And then Paul said, Timothy, you saw my endurance. You've seen that I haven't stopped. You've seen that I haven't left. You've seen that I have not stopped praying. This is what changes people when they're following you. They see your endurance and they're like, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can keep going, I can keep going. And then all of a sudden, now we got two people that won't quit. But then those two people grab two other people and they say you follow me and now we got four people who won't quit and now we've got eight people who won't quit and pretty soon we've got a huge amount of people that said whatever you throw at me we're going to keep coming and we're going to keep showing up and we're going to keep moving forward this is imperative to let people see I just don't quit this is my endurance this is my moment where I just keep moving forward. And, and if we can mentor and lead people like this, let them see your love. Let them see your patience. Let them see your endurance. These, these things, this is what we need to have as an example. 
Let them, let them see all of this stuff. Not just talk about it, but they know your love. They, they know your life, your rhythms. They, they know what you teach, and they know your faith, what you're believing for. They just, they know it. Instead of sometimes I feel like we fall into a trap when we're trying to lead people and we're trying to disciple people and see people developed, we think, well, I just need to give them more knowledge. So we think about what we need to teach them. But can I say this for overarching, then we'll be done? It, what, it wasn't about what T Timothy was taught. It's about what Timothy saw in Paul. And Paul reminded of him of everything he saw. So you will reproduce who you are, not what you know. You'll reproduce who you are, not what you know. Father, I pray that you would help us be the best leaders that we can be. God, I pray that this week, God, you would help us be energized, help us to live with faith and vision. Father, I pray for our church. Father, I pray that this Sunday, God, everything would move forward. God, closer to heaven and closer to your heart. Father, help us to look more like you as we walk through our days. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.